Yes, yes, my people, Big Prozac here, Kicks Chronicles, episode 13, welcome, this is the final part of our conversation with CFAS Williams, enjoy. What made me start 56 was the council and a crooked landlord fighting against Drummondboy, and we ended up being, I ended up being in a space where I couldn't trade, I was frustrated, fell asleep in the studio, had a dream, and in that dream was 56 black men, and I woke up, and the next day, I messaged you, Ade and a couple of people in my contact list and I asked everyone if you would like recommend one more person and that's how we got 56. Beyond me then looking into how many people had been you know killed at the time and it was 56 black people had been murdered and again as opposed to showing us all the time in association to the statistic of knife crime and violence and, and murder let's start spotlighting us when we're not part of that statistic and we're doing something great so it's mad full circle that's happened but that's what influenced a lot of drama boy and um it was always this version of me trying to push it away and you know again i was looking at how do you make why is nike nike why is adidas adidas if you was the first time you probably introduced to nike would have been probably through some type of sport yeah yeah but nike has worked so hard to make sports and kicks or sports and trainers like they're buzz things to the place where it's like you don't look at nike and think greek goddess you look at nike and think trainers and you look at nike and you think sports and so I was always thinking, how can I do that for Drama Boy? How can I make a brand that every time I looked at it, I felt, they felt what I wanted them to feel. And so then it became about associating the logo to that idea of that identity. They slap their logo on every trainer in the world. You slap your logo on every sport in the world. Everyone's going to think of you when they think, how do I become the best boxer? I need yeah. some Nike. You need Nike. How do I become the runner? I need some Nike shoes. So, that's what I was trying to do with Drummer Boy and we explored that in so many different ways and that's what influenced when you're talking about how the street culture influenced you know even when we started doing stuff with artists or people on the people that have been on roads it was more so about getting to know who they were and so we had this series called The Voice of London where we were trying to understand the mind behind the person right as opposed to just the persona of and slapping the logo behind that mind and we got them to really speak about some some deep truths from gentrification to you know what was like growing up in the bits and really extract some of that content and slap the logo behind it and say well this is a brand where we talk about where it's about the mind it's about you know uh, the positive messages we'd, we'd extract some of the quotes that come out of what they said and we'd we try to amplify those bits you know? um you touched on something I, I just want to expand a little bit about it because i just want to get your opinion on these companies really because obviously you mentioned that you mentioned adidas like what are your opinions on like these massive um brands and 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 their influence on on our culture and what they've taken from the culture whether they're giving back to the culture what is your opinion on specifically nike and adidas in that regard a lot of things man, related to the last conversation i had about them professionally so i was talking to the ceo of a really big um agency within the advertising world and they um, do a lot of the stuff for Adidas. And he goes, he turns around the conversation, he says to me, um, I really feel like we have contributed to a lot of the negative um, parts with regards to uh, all of what we're now fighting for, for the black community. And we're now trying to establish and unpick how we can work with said companies. Uh, and company to um, really right some of those wrongs 
because it is down to even just the advertising of the product, you know, and how that's communicated and what we have the power to communicate through that advertisement or through the power of that brand that we don't communicate because the person making an advert is not uh, uh, the mother of a black boy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or a black child. So they're not adding, they've not got, and this again, it, it's layers because Adidas and Nike will have advertising agencies that are in charge of looking after their brand image and communicating messages and, and uh, amplifying products. And if in those in those industries you don't have adequate reflections of the communities that you're heavily representing, specifically the black community, then it's always going to be from the eyes of a white person. Is the reality because all of you men are white. It's going to be your your imposing your perception and your perceived idea of what we need and what we want through this advert. And so that's again full circle to what I felt we were becoming and how we were behaving and who we who we felt we were was perhaps um, uh, a response to the attack or was um, a confirmation to the attack. So we are we are almost, we have been an attacked community. We talk about the black community. So you either rebel and that becomes the persona, um, or you 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 blend in so you, you you don't get attacked. You know what I'm saying? And either one of those notions are um, manifestations of oppression. And so perhaps are as far away from authentic as can be. And so we need to look at those people that are attacking. And sometimes it has been the advertising agencies that representing um, what it feels like to be black and don't know what it feels like. You know, it's been these big brands that are paying the advertising agencies and not putting some of that in their in their key pillars in their sustainability goals you know what i'm saying so you know as a as a company spending money you have a lot of power to say well we're not going to spend this money if there's not adequate black representation if there is black representation that black representation needs to be um uh, a real depiction of the truth and if it's a depiction of a negative truth we need to consider how we make it more aspirational as of course yeah um something that reinforms and reinforces that narrative if it is a sports person and let's consider putting in the advert, his father, who was, do you know what I mean, like uh, uh, a regular job, do you know what I mean? So that if that young boy is looking at that black football player, he's also seeing perhaps that black football player grow around other positive role models and black people. And I, I stay, I stay away from the role model word, but for the, for some of the people that I'm communicating to now, they need to hear the word role model. Mm. But I'm also referred to it as a role model. But the notion being that you know, in that one advert, could be a world of the black community that could also inform the black boy or the black girl that's listening and watching to say actually well there's all these different, I don't just have to be a foot player or I don't just have to be a rapper mm. I can be so much more but very often they're only really showing the cliche roles and, and so much more than the language used is is that really what black people would say if it is what some black people say is that what we want black people saying is that what we want to do and if you don't have the mothers in the room if you don't have the fathers in the room if you don't have the brothers and the sisters and the daughters and the sons in the room then you're only going to get um uh, uh, a reality explored or explained by people who are who are looking on the fringe or the cusp exactly the, they're not part of it you know it it again i've just broken it down very quickly but mm. holistically you're talking about like saying part of as a res, as a response to george floyd everyone party's dumb statements and i say they're dumb because in hindsight they, but many of them ain't done nothing about it mm. they part these statements because they felt guilty and then they said okay cool boom or well, now, what's everyone doing? How are we attaching those statements to real, real, real transformation within organisations? And how are you making it specific to the black community who you made a commitment to? We can't because the commitment wasn't to the black community. 
the commitment was to someone's death and this is the issue look at it from that lens you're saying okay cool so look at all the people that come up when someone dies and says oh yo you know zach was such a great guy he inspired me he did this right if they had said that to your face while she was alive they had to live up to that notion they had to make sure that every time you saw them they was treating you as someone that is inspiring them but because you're dead we can say whatever we like we don't have to live up to that no more and so i felt like a lot of organizations did that with the george floyd piece because they're so used to attaching goodwill and gesture to all things black trauma that it's like a knee-jerk response if someone dies okay or we're so sorry someone died you know this is how we feel and this is what we want to do and then as the media because the media controlled the george floyd narrative it felt like they took control of it they stopped talking about George Floyd, particularly in the UK, and they start talking about Madeleine McCann and everything else. And then it's like, okay, because we never attached that commitment to something that was living, it dies out with the memory of someone that's dead. Yeah. So again, even when you come full circle with Letter to Zion, very weirdly, but poetically, you know, almost in a dark poetic way, at a time where we was experiencing the death of a black man, I was experiencing the birth of a black man. Exactly, exactly. So I was at a conjuncture where it was like, very confusing and very upsetting for me as well because it, it was very weird that period because of those two pieces like zion was born at like the height of the black renaissance and, you know when when i started to deep i was like how can i make a promise to, to to zion who's alive and 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 what would it mean for an organization to make a, a promise to, to to my son and my son's generation because again when you look at the name zion you're talking about promise land you're talking about destiny how can I get the CEO of Nike to make a commitment to uh, a living being? Because, and not just the being Zion, but the generation, because by the time them lot are 20, we're, mm. they're going to be alive to check us. Yes. They're going to be around to say, are you still living up to everything you said, you know, at what would have been the black person's funeral? Are you still doing that? A lot of, we don't, we don't in the UK particularly, we don't have that vehicle, bam, full circle. That's the BBN for me. The BBN is that vehicle that wants to hold everyone to account and say, do you know what? Five years from now, 10 years from now, what you man saying? So, you know, it's, that's that's very interesting um, kind of segue into BBN as well, but way to kind of answer that question of how I feel, you know, companies are, need to do or what, what, whatever it is with your max and all, all the rest that from, you know, from, from our kicks to the future, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, it's, it's it's very deep. Let's be honest. I gave, I get said a lot there. So yeah, yeah, I know. Too. Yeah, so I um I wanted to touch on letter to Zion, obviously, because it's 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 really important that understanding, and obviously, you mentioned that. Unfortunately, the death of George Floyd, which created such a uh, <laughs> exactly like you said, a media sort of uproar a media frenzy um as opposed to understanding the 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 negativity behind it a lot of focus was more on on uh the death yeah to cut you the re this is the reason and i try i, I, I speak about the death but in certain times I, I, I specifically mentioned murder because the reason why it was a media frenzy is because they tried so, to in a death as opposed yeah. to the murder no you're yeah. absolutely right you're absolutely yeah. right and it was it was clear right then we can start to tangent people felt it as a murder as well let's not get twisted because yeah yeah the comparison of 
the world being on the neck of the black community. Do you know what I mean? Or having the, the wow. So, because it's a murder, it's almost like we can now realize and, and, and visually see a conceptual reality that black people have been going through for time. Like, we, we have been a murdered community. Do you know what I mean? We have been consistently killed and having our breath taken away. So, when we just talk about it as a death, then it's like, well, on the one hand, he died. And okay, he's died next. We're talking about it as a murder or a constant continuous. And it's like, in, in, our, in our actions, how are we murdering the black community as a world? And what do we need to do to stop murdering the black community, both physically and conceptually? I think that's such an important um, concept, a massively important concept and something that um, I think is such a nuanced thing. It's so easily missed. Like I just did. We were just focusing or we were just mentioning the death when truthfully it's not the death that caused the issue it's the murder that was what really touched the hearts exactly it was really understanding that that the mentality behind it that you know what this isn't just one life being lost this is actually a representation of hundreds of years hundreds of years it's 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 it and when you boiled it right down it came into that particular four or five minute scene where you see the life of someone being taken out of them with the weight with exactly with the weight of a man on their neck and you're thinking slavery you're thinking slave ships you're thinking ownership and i'm thinking i'm thinking zion I'm thinking exactly exactly you're thinking you're thinking now and you're thinking the future and that's where he came in and that's when he and that's around the time that he was born it's unbelievable unbelievable do you know what's, do you know what's the maddest part about the whole piece and you know um forgive my my not always looking i guess stern but talking about it makes me i, I don't i don't know how to process my emotions all the time like that so it's mad. Um, I feel like I've got a thing where I can, in some, in some negative situations, I've been known to laugh as well. That happened to me, not for this particular piece. Actually, with George Floyd, actually cried. But sometimes when I'm, I feel like as a mechanism, I I've not not been seen for this, but not spoken to someone about this. But when if I'm trying to process something, my mind doesn't process. Like my my cheek will lift and my eyes will. Like, it just happens. But you know, it's a very deep thing for me, in the sense that. What a lot of people don't know is Zion's due date was the 26th of May. It's the date, man. So George was killed on the 25th, right? So yeah. Zion, we was expecting Zion, I was expecting Zion to be born on the 26th. In my diary, I had Zion's due date, right? And I suspended all my meetings. Was da, 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 da. Literally, I cancelled meetings because we were given his due date. Um, I, I have meetings booked in advance. So we were mm. given his due date. I said, any meeting after the 26th, I'm doing it. Just because the baby could come at any moment from the 26th and then the day before we was expecting dude uh the news of george floyd is brought to me so yeah people he was he was he was, he was born at the peak of all things black renaissance i feel for our generation but you know uh for my generation but his actual due date was the day after this guy was you know uh murdered george floyd you know so it's yeah 
So the, the deep one. It's a it's a it's it's a hugely emotive situation. Obviously, the whole of 2020 was an emotional roller coaster, and I think <laughs> like this particular situation happening um, in 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 at that time, sort of along with COVID, along with all lockdowns and all of these other things, just took it to an emotional height that probably we haven't seen in in, in many many years um yeah an interesting situation and obviously the letter itself doesn't just speak to zion obviously it's the it's the it's it's, it's beautiful in the sense of of you're talking directly to your son um, who's just been born but it also speaks to a generation it also speaks to a community it asks us questions speak to us about what we need to be looking towards doing as we move forward in order to make sure that the strides that were that 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 came out of it the 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 the, the movement forward although maybe it's perceived to be a movement forward how can we make it so that those are sustainable how can we make it so that those become real and actually bear an actual benefit for our children and for the future generations and, and, and who's the company that holds everyone to account? All the people that are making commitments right now, who is the company that is not set up for, with your interests at heart, but set up with the black community's interests that's holding you to account? In the UK, I couldn't point to one. So, and I couldn't point to one that was talking to the leaders. I'm talking to, mm. you know, some global leaders out here. So at that point, and I knew that they weren't talking to, to no one else. So at that point, it's like, cool. Because I didn't want to do anything for that. I said at a time where, we had never been so united in an idea. We had never been so dichotomized in our approach or our effort. Exactly. So, there was so much going on. There's so many people. I'm, you know, I've got this going on. I'm going to set up this. But again, as I say this tongue in cheek, and I've said it to many people, in a time where it was a recession, it was a lockdown, it was the global pandemic, one of the worst, you know, uh, if not the worst that we've ever faced, um, people losing their jobs. You never saw a stronger currency before than white guilt. When white guilt raised like hundreds of thousands, of millions of pounds towards black initiatives. Yeah, yeah. So, again, so I just was looking at all of that thinking, I don't, even when the 56 was going on, we had the crowdfunder for 56, no, we had a GoFundMe for 56. And I just saw it going, so I went to B, I was like, yo, like, how come I get money coming? I was like, ah, oh, George. So we took it down because I just felt at that time, mm. anything that was directly facing George, and that was from my, my personal decision, needed to be fixed in that specific. Exactly. Even if you think that men could argue a position that we do, because, you know, when you think about what killed George as well, it wasn't just a... Uh, uh, that moment as it was when you think about it conceptually it was the negative portrayal perception negative as well yeah exactly because if if he wasn't seen as such a threat if he wasn't you know demonized the black man hadn't been so demonized and so actually it was very intrinsically linked to what i'm fighting for and what 56 black men is about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the same time i just felt like it felt disingenuous at the time unless yeah I no i appreciate that and it's had something that was really going to directly and then and then all things that desire came and even then like it took me a minute before i said i'm gonna i'm gonna slap a crowdfunder to this because the the deciding factor between me slapping a crowdfunder to it and doing what i was doing was two things one the crowdfunder is a partnership and it's, it's there as like a 
a, 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 a an entrance to this world, right? Mm-hmm. So you get to read everything on this page. You get to, and if you want to contribute, you can contribute. But a majority of the money we make is not from crowdfunding. Uh, I have conversations with companies behind the scenes, and they they you know, that that arrangement is not done through crowdfunding. That arrangement is done through on a B two B level. Um, but the crowdfunding is there as a what's the word for it? Like a platform, like a canvas to show what is happening, right? And also to allow for people to also contribute if they if they're interested. Um, but I, the deciding factor was in the UK. I felt like we was at the tail end of George Floyd of talking about it. So it felt like the right time. I could have done Letter to Zion um, straight after and been in with the hype. You know, uh, I guess I'm not an opportun- I'm not. I'm not as opportunistic as one would argue because I should be in that respect. Mm, mm. So I, I, I really, per- I didn't look at that time as a business opportunity. I looked at that time as a time to reflect. Mm. and focus on Zion so actually two of my contacts said release this open letter and I could have written an open letter in a couple of days and released it and at that time uh, I've not shared this publicly but uh, two of my CEO contacts had put a list of people together including lists that I could pick up the phone and call and on that list three of my contacts at CEO level on that list we had everyone from Alison Rose, RBS to Lazard, Simply, Santander, you name it, like the company was on that list, everybody, right? Or some of the biggest companies in the country and the globe. And, you know, either I could pick up the phone or they could. Uh, and I said, you know what, if I do this now, I know a bag of them have put out statements, right? Mm-hmm. And so they probably would want to attack, they're looking for something to attach themselves to. And a lot of yeah. CEOs signed up to manifestos and they signed up to charters at that time which have not amounted to anything because it was a reactive response. It That's wasn't it. a reflective one. <laughs> I took my time and I said, do you know what? I'm not going to do that, even though I had the opportunity. I said, I'm going to write a letter. And it took me from May to September to write that letter and then released it as a public letter, even though it was a letter to my son. Um, and again, the piece being, at this point, we'll know who's really about it. Like. Because that letter didn't just come with sign up and say you believe in this idea. It came with sign up your company as members to the Black British Network, which was my commitment to Zion. Mm. Uh, this notion that the Black British Network will be the company that holds you to account and will be the company that works with you to Amazing. make sure that independent of time, we see the world all roads lead back to letter to Zion. That world I talk about, I said, I want to see a world where, right? That world I want to see. I want to see a world where, you know, uh, the managers and the executives of sports and football and the FA and the Premier League are as uh, diverse as the people we see on the pitch. Yeah. And when I say diverse, I'm saying we see bare black people on the pitch. Exactly. Bare black people in a boardroom. In a boardroom. Or managing the team. It's, no, it's true. It's true. All sports. You know, the same thing goes for your Nike or your whoever. I want to see. I want to see black people. I want to see a world where we can be, you know, the CEO of the same media or music conglomerate that owns all the music. I want to see that. Well, do you know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, all those little designs. And now we're working with those companies to try and understand or looking at, we're starting soon. We're just onboarding the last few companies now as to who we're going to work with. We want to grow that, you know what I'm saying? So that's where the, 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 the crowdfunder piece comes because it also offers the, the, the community the ability to contribute. And if you go onto it, you can let a design dot 
Commodore Curry mm-hmm. so you can see you know all the different bits we're doing but really it just gives the community something to support and to look at because the money is really coming from the organizations from their businesses to my my business that's how the, the business is set up and then we reflect on the ones that's learned i think the most important aspect of this whole process is accountability 100 percent. i think that's the most important part of it i think it's so easy yeah but i think it's so easy like you suggested earlier that um so easy to sign up for things it's so easy to um to to say we're a part of this or we support this but it's it's, it's another thing to actually say we're committed to 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 be accountable we're 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 giving that to you as an independent body to say you know what keep us accountable we don't want to be reactionary we want to be reflective we don't want to just do something that's what i was about to say and i'll just focus on that so it's funny because one of the uh executives i know once said to me so you know are you saying we become beholden to you right and I said, well, you can look at it that way, but actually the problem I'm trying to create, it's not about whether you're beholden to me or whatever it is. It's about us being beholden to each other. We share exactly. the same world. Exactly. I'm saying, we share this world together. So, you know, and then what I saw a lot of people doing at the time was having very reactive and silent. So again, the philosophy wants to be, how do we make that more collective and reflective? So if we come together and we reflect over time, mm-hmm. we can make real changes if we keep to ourselves and say you know i'm just how do we prioritize how we find the best black talent that's what everyone started saying it's like why are we talking about the best black talent when we should be talking about building the best framework for black talent period exactly we're talking about then we can get black talent from wherever and they'll be the best (laughs) because the framework is conducive for the growth Mm. but the issue is a lot of things that happen uh, economically or economically and in corporate is pressured by what happens socially and culturally and so that only became an economic economic corporate agenda when it was socially and culturally relevant enough to be outside the house of parliament or to be you know outside people's offices and in the time where again everyone was locked down you couldn't escape the George Floyd news that's what one of the biggest pieces was you had millennials that you were staying at home with if you was uh, a really privileged white person that was on Instagram saying, what are we doing about? You had white people coming to Instagram crying, like, my parents are racist. You know, they had all that kind of stuff, right, at that point. And you can't escape it. You can't uh-huh. escape this news because everyone's telling and you can't just go talk to the street and say, you know, you can't, you're not going to work, coming back on a train, going to the pub. You, there is no distraction anymore at this point because we are in the thick of lockdown. Mm. And so a pandemic and lockdown really... Yeah, up to, yeah, no, 100%. Fiona Taylor, Ahmad Aubrey, then you had that, that, what's her name? Janet or whatever they call her now, the, uh, Amy Cooper. What's it called? They call them, <laughs> they call them. There was another, Shakti Abdi, I believe. There was a lot there, bro. A lot of yeah. people have died, didn't it? But the main ones that really, for me, tipped over the George Floyd piece was when it, what they did to Ahmad, what they did to Brian Taylor, what they did to uh, Ahmad Aubrey, what they did to, uh, the black guy that was just bird watching and then and white people saw real life a white lady whistleblowing and saying you're yeah, a black man and it's that you 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 know people would that, that do that bro i was in the house of parliament 
and someone did that to me, a white lady. Shouting like, yo, like, and the police officer's looking at me like, he's like, he said, don't worry. He, he said, and she's like some proper senior person in the house, isn't it? Like, she's inherit, so you can inherit this stuff from your family. From yeah, the yeah. So, that senior. So he was like, there's nothing we can do, but that we know that you're not doing anything. And she's like, he, he's shouting, he's like, bro, like, I'm stuck. And this was many years ago. If I'd record that piece and put it up now, it'd be done. That would be like five hundred million hits. <laughs> the social and the culture got to the level where it's now pressuring the powers that be. But yeah. there is the UK. I can't see the vehicle that's running informed by black people that's sitting on the same level as these executives and these leaders, mm. saying, "How do we work together to make sure this doesn't become charity, but it becomes change?" I'm saying so. Wow, big lyrics, big lyrics. <laughs> you know I like yeah. that, bro. You know I like that. Go on. That's the piece. So I've been said that. Like, how do you start to prioritize change as opposed to charity? There's a lot of charitable efforts, and they last for a minute. Oh, let's help poor, disadvantaged black people. I don't do that for black people. That does everything for you and your guilt relief, and you feeling like, oh, you know, I've done something. How are you giving millions of pounds to? Oxfam or whatever to help people in Africa when there's Africans in your community you won't even sit next to on the bus unbelievable, unbelievable. are you doing that I'm saying so let's start talking about change you know what we're gonna start sort of working our way to the end now because I'm, I'm a, I, I, I appreciate we've <laughs> I appreciate we've been talking for a minute and I'm pretty sure, without a shadow of a doubt, we've got a, maybe a part two, part two, part three. However, we're gonna pattern this. We'll definitely pattern. <laughs> we'll pattern this nice. But like before, before I, I, because I, I want to ask you some fun questions. You get me? Like some. Um, yeah, again, I'm saying I want to ask you some some like quick fire questions, but before I get into that, I just wanted to know, yeah, from a kick perspective, obviously bringing it all the way back down to kicks, obviously. Like, um, do you have anything like on your current shopping list? Have there has there been a trainer or a shoe that you've been like, you know what? It might be nice to have that one day. You know, I mean, we live in the age of vanity now. So okay. even though people are in lockdown, like they're buying new clothes so they can put it on, on Instagram or whatever. I'm not that type of person. So I don't need new trainers. Like right now I'm wearing slip, some slippers. I'm saying some flip-flops. You got it. Some sliders or whatever it was called these days. But I ain't, I ain't that guy. I'm not, I'm not the target market to know all the trends and know whatever yeah. if it's, if it's, this might be the complete opposite, but I think it was a very relevant piece to the kit chronicle mm. because you know in my opinion it's like all that stuff is is a, is is a luxury to me and i think also there's elements of it that can be escapism and can bring people happiness and give someone that gives people a thing to do a community to be a part of and mm. it's a beautiful thing on, on all those levels but you know i know people that have been jacked for their kicks i know people that have yeah, jacked that's real talk. i'm saying i know people that's that real talk. you know have not wanted to to go to school because they don't have the latest kicks for pe i know people that you know were bullied because they didn't have the latest kicks and their parents was from Nigeria or their parents weren't from the uk and they couldn't they didn't know what the latest kicks were or you know their parents were from the uk and couldn't afford the kicks that they did so for me like 
there's a there's bare kids out here, there's bare people out here that might not be kids, not be older. If you're watching these things, they're trying to get into the corner, trying to get into the know. We live in an age of vanity. We live in an age where people will very much go into debt so that they can keep up with pretense on Instagram and yeah, stuff. Obviously, it's important for us to 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 put out a positive message in the sense that um, nobody's out here trying to encourage. Um, vanity no one's out here trying to encourage people to do uh to to be something or portray something that they're not um in fact the opposite what we want to do is encourage you to be your true and authentic selves if you like kicks you love kicks and that's calm if you like music if you like music if you like movies if you like i'm gonna add a caveat to that as well because 100 percent, and i think mm. that's why i said that i think this platform is important for so many reasons in the sense that you're gonna get and you know depending on where you take this platform you're going to get kids from all over and I think it's really important to you're going to get them because people like kids and people like trainers mm-hmm. so it's really important to spread that message of oh like you know as much as we can love kicks there's other like, there's things in life you know what I'm saying that it, it can it can be it can be an entry point to a, a much deeper conversation is what I'm saying and I, I know you're that type of person otherwise I wouldn't have said it on your platform I'm saying so no, no, no I appreciate that and in fact I've actually said it I've actually said it on um, on one of my previous videos in fact probably my first video uh, where I mentioned the reasons why I got into kicks the reasons why I got into kicks is truly a, a knock back to m- my growth and, and more nostalgic but the reason why I dipped out to come back and make my passion more of a priority was because of my responsibility as a husband. You get me like my responsibility to provide, my responsibility to make sure that everything was catered for and everything was, um, and this is a responsibility I placed on myself, not one that society has placed on me, one I took responsibility for to make sure that everything in my house was in order before I decided to sort of just go out and be buying kicks. But without negating that community, without without, making it seem like that that was beneath me or something like that i love it i love it i love all of it i think it's therapy for you as well like i see exactly it's something it's like it's it gives us it gives you an opportunity to talk about something that um uh, it gives you a a, a passion but also a freedom a freedom that's something that isn't so high stakes for want of a better term but I, and, and but I appreciate your 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 your, your mindset with it. But at the same time, like and I, I know you're only doing it because it's me, but you don't got to justify it to, to nobody. Like you, this could just make you happy, and that's that's good enough. You know what I'm saying? And it's gonna make a lot. It's of important. Happy. I think I think the difference between me and 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 with all due respect, it's not necessarily a justification, more of a um, a reiteration. Of, of of the reasons why I do what I do because I think it's important. Like obviously in the world with social media, where the reasons why people do things are usually are usually focused on self. You get me? They're usually vanity based. The reason why I'm doing this is my family. The reason why I'm doing this, it's almost like the reason I stepped out and now the reason I've stepped back in is the motivation of providing and helping not only for myself and similar to obviously what you stated in in letter to zion but also how can i help how can i help this is another opportunity another vehicle another avenue for potential opportunities that 
can open doors and help in the future i want to be and i wish to be and this is something i'll project and something that i'll design something that i'll pray over continually to be in a position to help as many people that have helped me you get me i yeah, always want to I, be I, there i know you for that as well because we've had those conversations and i guess my rebuttal to that or my piece to that is just at the same time i i see someone and i could be wrong but i see someone that's doing it just because they like to do it and you just want to have a conversation about and that's fine that's all good you know as well I mean? <laughs> that's all good as well providing stuff the providing stuff is, and i get the providers so i get what you're and i've had conversation so i get that piece but even if people just took away from this that i like this chocolate but i want to speak about chocolates i want to do a podcast or a conversation about chocolates if you want to tune in tune in. and you know sometimes it doesn't have to be as, as deep as that even i know in your case that there is a lot that is being unlocked in you doing this mm. um but, you know I, I see someone that's if you didn't like it so much you wouldn't be on a call of course of course man that's a really important part like not some i, I give you a very serious you know five minute stretch or whatever but sometimes it's it's, it's also just it is light-hearted it doesn't it is just you know what you do next to what i'm doing next as much as i'm saving for a house is just having fun with my life whatever that fun means exactly this is fun. and i think I, I think it's so important in a, in a time and a season where there's so much unfortunately so much negativity difficulties with regards to to to, to us being able to move around freely um mm. lockdowns and covid and the fear of all of these things and um is it real is it not is it a conspiracy is it not all of these things playing on our emotions and playing on our minds having an escape having an opportunity to just do something that makes you feel good is yeah. never a bad thing and with that being said i want to ask you some quick fire questions man. Conspiracy, though. I'm about to <laughs> i don't think it's no, no, yeah no we're not gonna get into that <laughs> we're not gonna get into that i was just using it as an example but definitely <laughs> whatever <laughs> let's do some quick fires and let's kick our way out like okay yeah so i'm gonna ask you some quick fire questions right they are they are designed for a one word answer you get me so no long thing so i can't do what you do no 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 this is my show this is my show my rules <laughs> quick fire thing you get me talk with your chest just first thing that comes to your mind, no explanation required. You get me? Right. <laughs> sign, and we're signing out. Are, are you ready, CFAS? Oh, I'm not ready, but go on. <laughs> Stay ready. Three, two, one. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Can you wear Nike and Adidas together? Yes mm. or no? Wait, so that, that question for me because I thought you were talking about two different shoes, in it? <laughs> I was talking about Nike on one side. I'll explain. So can yeah, you wear can you, can you wear a, can you wear an Adidas top and some Nike kicks or can you wear some Nike kicks and a and a and an Adidas top? I think that's the same thing. Because right? sometimes it's playing in it. If yeah. it, if it has the stripes and then the thingy, it might be a different flex. So what's but your yes. answer? Yes. Okay, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Something yeah. different. Something different. Vans or Converse? Converse all day. Laces or slip-ons? Yeah, COVID is it's a slip-on thing, but <laughs> no more than laces. Okay. We if you use laces, right? Are you just using factory laces or are you doing some special patterns with those laces? Uh for right now, factory. Factory. Socks or barefoot? 
So, sumutay love na. <laughs> comfort, comfort or style? Was that, was that comfort you said? Comfort or style? Comfort. Fresh and clean or beating and battered? I'm not on Zach, come on. <laughs> because there's, there's shoes that are comfortable that are huge, that just look like you're, you know what I mean? You can't Man, your chest, no explanation. <laughs> comfort, 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 comfort. Fresh and clean or beaten and battered? Washing clean, man, has to be. Washing machine or hand wash? Hand wash. Can't put, I don't like putting my clothes where I put my feet. I'm not talking about clothes. Yeah, but I know people that wash their shoes in the same. You, you don't have one washing machine for shoes, but exactly, some people have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hand wash, hand wash, hand wash. Lows or highs? What's this? Oh, lows or highs? Lows. Triple blacks or white on whites? Triple blacks. Okay. And now, this is the final question or penultimate question and it'll just be interesting to get your thoughts and I don't know if you know the term but have you ever heard the term or are you aware of the term sneak ahead and if you are what does that term particularly mean to you people don't like sneakers eh? <laughs> I, I am aware of the term and for me it means people that like sneakers eh? like... and if I was to ask you Cephas Williams are you a sneakerhead? what would be your answer Resounding no, really. <laughs> you did that. No, 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 no. For real. Echo. <laughs> that's amazing, bro. And the thing is, and that's the the beauty of this platform. It's the beauty of this conversation. It's the beauty of life that you don't have to be in order to have an amazing conversation on 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 kicks, man. You don't have to be to have a. We've spoke. We've spoken about everything. You get me? This has been I truly think, I amazing. Think because we know each other differently as well, though. But. You know what? And maybe that's the case. But truthfully, life is like that, man. Not every, not not all the fingers are equal, and we've got a we've got a relationship, and it's 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 obviously an honor. It's obviously a privilege for us to be able to 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 do this. You don't get an opportunity to speak a lot so just having the opportunity to speak together see how everyone's doing making sure that we're checking in and and keeping abreast of all the amazing things that are going on in each other's life you know what we need to do it more as a people we need to do it more as humans you get me like so but before i i uh, we fully sign out see you've been amazing thank you so much for your time and your energy and uh, the knowledge as well um this has been your kicks chronicles tell the millions of people the millions and millions uh, of people that are watching how <laughs> the millions and billions <laughs> the millions and the millions <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell, tell all them man there and 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 mr and mr and mr trump as well tell the people like we've mentioned it already but just reiterate what you've got going on how they can support um you can go on to sifaswilliams.com and that's where you'll find i don't know when you'll see this that's where we'll find out what the latest is what i'm doing um and also uh, on different social platforms like instagram linkedin and twitter sifaswilliams yeah man awesome please guys make sure you you Take the opportunity to to go and avail yourselves of this uh, of this information. Letter to Zion.com. 
letterdesign.co.uk, thatbritishnetwork.com. Please make sure you go and have a look, check these things out and understand the great things that are happening and how you can get involved. Um, you already know what we do here. Kicks. Yeah, I made it short because I, I didn't want to take too much more time. But if they go and see Bastons.com, they'll see everything. Okay, that's awesome. And we'll probably I'll probably just use that anyway. <laughs> but yeah. This has obviously been another episode of Kits Chronicles uh, with me, obviously, Big Prozac, Cephas Williams. Um, socials will either be on screen or in the description below. Obviously, as I said, make sure you go and check all of that stuff out. Show some support to what's going on currently. Um, massive thank you once again, Cephas, yeah, for your time. A massive, massive thank you. Okay. Um, from myself, from CFAS, um, signing out. Everybody, stay lovely, stay hungry, stay true, and stay blessed. Signing out. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kicks Chronicles. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, rate, review, and all that good stuff. And remember, full video version is available on YouTube audio versions available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.